0: is going live
1: hey there it is look at us looks like we're there well hey everybody good afternoon or we'll give you a minute just to jump in and join us we're we're excited today for those of you that are just jumping on to hang out with us um not only are we hanging out with each other, but we're going to be having a special guest in a little bit. So fired up about that. We're going to try and speak to some some just practical uh real life stuff today in addition to catch you up on stuff that's going on at our church this week. Clearly it's hoodie Tuesday. <laughs> are you have a hoodie on too? absolutely yeah i know i don't have my corinth one i'm like i have it here (laughs) look at that wow wow look at all that corinth swag
0: oh
1: that's funny that's funny it's amazing we're uh we're we're very um well branded this afternoon um well hey while folks are jumping on looks like we got a few people watching uh let us know who's watching today let us know if you have any questions for us this is just our normal Tuesday check-in hope you guys are having a great day and um you know at least enjoying the fact that the sun is out that's always a nice thing to have um a couple things real quick before we get our guest on here for our conversation today first I, I'd love to just spend some time uh, recapping Sunday, we jumped off a new series with James. We heard a really cool testimony from uh, some, some folks who are part of our church community. That was really cool. We're curious what stuck out with you guys. I will tell you, um, you know, maybe you've heard about these James uh, journals and uh, scripture engagement tools. I, I think we've heard so far about 80 people have uh grabbed those up and so if you want one you're definitely going to know there's a um a forthcoming blog i'll send the link here from my very own pastor jason on how to uh get the most out of scripture engagement during this expository series wow 80 plus joe says so that's why you're in charge of the numbers man um so i don't know uh any, any thoughts a couple days removed from James 1 guys
0: or, uh, or anything you want to say about scripture engagement, Jason? Yeah, so I wrote that blog. Um, and uh, just some,
2: that's really awesome, by the way, 80 plus that are grabbing those journals. Um, and the whole idea behind that is to help people engage with scripture like daily. Um, it's just a great tool. Um, And so I'm not going to say everything from the blog. You guys need to go check it out, read it. It's only like 500 words, super quick read. Um, Because of uh, seminary, I'm getting really good at 500 words. I do those often, like every week uh, for things I have to fill out. Um, But uh, so, yeah, use those scripture journals to engage in scripture daily. I mean, we're we're putting a call out there for you to read, um, you know, read the passage ahead of time. Uh, one of the things why we do that is just so I think the analogy or metaphor I gave in the the blog was if you're getting ready for the big game, you're going to practice all week. And so be prepared for what uh, the Lord is going to you know reveal to you or teach you on Sunday. And if you're in the scripture, you know it. And there's just so much more that I think the Lord can can do with that. So scripture journal and then be reading the, the scripture uh, that we're going to be preaching on you know, ahead of time. I think that's two of the keys um, to that, but check out the other parts of the blog, consistency and same time, same, maybe same place every day. Some of those kind of tips.
1: Love it. I think that's up uh, now. So if you click the link, you should be able to find it and we'll send it out in the, in the weekly email this week as well as you miss it. Thanks Jason for coaching and encouraging us. Um, I know people are excited about James. Feels like the right book for the right season. Um, also, just kind of looking ahead into this week, uh, one one thing we've talked extensively about is we have this caring for community um, group that's just having some conversation, and um, you know we're we're all together uh, in that every week at the request of some folks. We've we've had at least I don't know. Um, 35 folks join every week in great conversation at the request of some. We're gonna try it at a PM time um, this week and we wanna just invite uh, as many people as we can. So spread the word, we want you there. Uh, typical kind of process if you wanna be a part of that. If you just wanna sit and listen and learn from it, Amy uh, Ensing is uh, able to get you that Zoom link and we're hoping to introduce some new voices to the conversation that uh, just, haven't been able to participate so far. So that's been really good. We're getting some clarity around stuff. Also, um, we'll share the, the landing page where we have, uh, some of you've been engaged in this already, where we have uh, just a place to connect and say, I wanna help. I do wanna, um, Christy asks, have you been redecorating? And, uh, and this is not on our agenda to talk about guys, but Christy, you're right. And I have to give major props to, uh, to Anne and who uh, who is right above me right now I'm in my basement and she's like I'm tired of looking at that gray wall I'm gonna fix it up oh, so um, my weird bedspread is gone and there's some things so uh, you know props to Ann for that she is going to be very thankful that you noticed that so <laughs> I love it Joe uh, you said something really interesting on our Sunday service recap and I would just, just in, in case there were some folks that weren't able to be a part of that conversation, before we get to our guest here in a moment, I just was going to ask you to kind of repeat it again. It's stimulus check week. And as we talk about ways that we're engaging together as the church, our community, we have some opportunity. And so I'm just going to put you on the spot, man. Uh, press play. What, what are your thoughts about that? You, you said some great things on Sunday that was really helpful.
3: Right. Yeah. If, if you weren't able to join us Sunday after the service, we were just kind of chatting about what is James, what is the book of James teaching us and how to live with this whole life and how to live a whole complete Christian life. And, and you know, one thing that came out of that from, from our Thursday conversations as well. So I, I can't even necessarily take credit for this idea was the, the idea about stimulus checks and about spending and expenses during this crisis. So, uh, you know, somebody on the call, she said, you said, what does it look like right now for us to be saving for the kingdom? And what does it look, what does it look like right now for us to be uh, tracking our expenses for the kingdom? So stimulus, stimulus checks are, are part of that. And, you know, it's an income that, it's an income that we didn't know we were getting. So there's always the, there's always what can we do to give that income back to the church? But then there's, it's even bigger than that. What are the needs that are around, around us? What are the needs that we're meeting as a church? You've seen so much of this with Uh, with hand-to-hand and all the stuff that we've been talking about with masks and uh, and caring for the community around us in our in our uh, Thursday caring for community calls and then you know I I would just challenge us to think about what is God asking me to do my family to do with this stimulus money you know one thing that we've had is we had somebody that said I'm going to take half of it give it to the general fund the other half whatever we think is gonna be the biggest impact for caring for community. So that's just a cool way that somebody's just leaning in to uh, a newfound generosity, a newfound um, set of resources that they've received. Um, and you know, somebody else on the call brought up, they said, what does it look like for us to give that stimulus check to a specific need that I know about? Um, how can I invest in the kingdom with a need that God has placed before me? You know, another thing I mentioned, Ben, uh, on Sunday is we talked a little bit about uh, about, do we put that check into something that is an even bigger, uh, even bigger fund, even bigger gift later. Is there a matching thing that you can do with people around you? I mean, there's just so many interesting things to do, but I just challenge us to treat that as income um, and to treat that with a generous heart what that stimulus check um, looks like.
1: Yeah, that's great. I I think it's just so important to say that again. And and Joe, as you uh, have offered Um, one of the things we can do as a church is maybe come alongside and, and help someone discern um, what, you know, what, what could they use that, that resource for if they don't need it. And um, just invite them to say, Hey, you know, I just want to give this to the church and designate it towards some of these community efforts that are going on right now. And we can do that. Uh, We, I had someone say to me this week, Hey, uh, as you guys formalize what you're doing in the community, um, we, I'd love to, I'd love to really like designate some giving towards that. So let us know. And it's pretty cool. So I think a great reminder, um, kind of, on, you know, on the flip side of all this in, in terms of our ability to, to reach out and to connect and, and help with people. One of the things that we've talked a ton about together is we have talked about, um, just the, the realities of how this is kind of a, it's just a scary time. It's a time where uh, we all have um, just lots of needs in terms of our ability to connect with the Lord. And um, a a lot of us, especially now, man, it's been like five weeks. I I can't believe it of just kind of living in this. We need really healthy and helpful tools for how to engage with God uh, together during this time in a way that brings us some peace. And we heard that um, Sunday, on our conversation together, and um, we thought, you know what, we've got to call in the big guns, and so uh, with us today is our friend uh, Pastor Tanner Smith. You know Tanner, and you know Tanner is a great friend of Corinth and just a great friend of ours, period, Um, and uh, also somebody that you may not know. We've brought him in to to coach and teach our consistory leaders and our staff before, and one of, I'm going to let Tanner um, talk about his own passion in a minute, but one of the things that's really fun about tanner is he's a really great leader but he's also done a lot of work in the area of spiritual disciplines and he weaves them together and so we've had tanner um share and coach and challenge our staff together and so if you were with us on sunday during our service recap we had a little bit of conversation around the spiritual practice of centering prayer and uh and there's some other practices similar that are good to bring peace in this time and so we called up our buddy t and we said dude we want to hear from you man so Tanner welcome to uh the Tuesday check-in glad to have you bro
4: thank you so much for having me it's good to be with you guys I miss
1: you we miss you man and uh this is this is about as good as it's going to get right now but it is great to see your face and would you uh would you just share with us a little bit around some practices we can be having we've got some folks online watching
4: and they'd um, yeah. love
1: to just learn from you
4: I'd love to. So um, the, the, you talked about centering prayer. There are lots of different kinds of prayer that we can do. Um, and all of them begin with the breath. They all have kind of as the basic building block, uh, the need to learn how to breathe, which sounds kind of silly. Uh, like, how many of you are breathing right now? That's good. Uh, you can take your pulse and make sure. But um, but what it, what this is really talking about is the ability to know how to breathe and to pay attention to your breathing. So I thought we'd start by um, teaching the practice of breath prayer, and then we'll talk about why it works and and what you can do off of that if that sounds good. And I think um, you maybe have a PDF you can share out too with folks if they want these instructions written down, right? Um,
1: yeah, yeah, we got yeah. it. And we'll uh, cool. Joe. I don't know if. Are we able to post PDFs in the comments on Facebook or we have to wait till after? Uh, let me work on it.
0: Joe yeah, either way. In.
1: Sounds good. Also, I don't know if you can see our comments section, but your dad says hi, so.
4: Hey dad, <laughs> get, back, get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Take us in bro, breath prayer. So, uh, so breath prayer, when we think about breath and the reason that breath is so central is because you read the Bible and the very first interaction that God has with humans, comes around breath. Humans are just a lump of dirt until God puts God's breath in us. And then we're animated, then we come alive and we become fully human. So uh, breath prayer, praying in, is simply praying in time with your breath. Um, and remembering that every breath is a, a sacred gift that um, when you're breathing, you are receiving a gift. There is no other way around it. Every breath is a gift. Also think about the fact that every breath comes in pairs, in and out, except for the first breath and the last breath. So your first breath when you're born and your last breath when you die are like these bookend pairs, right? But everything in between are these gifts. And these gifts, they mark seconds in your life. They they mark moments in your life as as you just live and are. And most of the moments, at least in my life, are lived um, unaware of what's really happening. Uh, A lot of times I'm not paying attention to the experiences around me. I'm reacting to them. So breath prayer, paying attention to our breath and praying in time with our breath is a way to really live every moment to be more attentive to the people around us and to what's happening within us, and to choose healthier, more loving ways to uh, interact with each other rather than the reactive ways that we typically do. So let's dive right in and and try it. The first thing that you're going to want to do is think of a phrase that you could pray short enough that you could pray while you breathe in, the first half while you breathe in, and the second half while you breathe out. So some of the options that um, I like to offer are, um, you could pray in, you could breathe in gentleness and exhale kindness, which are two of the fruits of the spirit. So you're inhaling gentleness because that's something that you want the spirit to give you. I would love to be more gentle. I would love to see the fruit of gentleness growing more often on my tree. And I would love to put more kindness into the world. And all I'm doing is breathing. So pick a phrase, one phrase that's been used the first time we see it uh, in, um, in any kind of recorded form is in the sixth century. It's what become, has become known as the Jesus prayer. You breathe in Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God and exhale, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And you just keep praying that over and over again. You breathe in for about four to six seconds, which is longer than the typical breath that you might take. It's a good deep breath. You might hold it for three to four seconds and then exhale for four to six seconds. In through your nose, hold it. Now through your mouth. And as you do, you're just repeating this prayer over and over again. So that's the basic building block to set it up and to kind of learn how to do this um, more naturally in your daily life. You'll wanna set aside a time where you can do this. So um, you'll you'll find a space, maybe you need to wake up 15 minutes earlier than everybody else in your house, Um, or uh, you could do it in the shower or you could do it after everybody goes to bed. Um, You're gonna wanna carve out some specific time I would encourage you, if you haven't done any kind of Christian meditative practice before, set a timer. Uh, Set it for five minutes to start, um, 10 minutes if you can, 20 minutes if you're brave. Um, That's probably too long for most of us to sit uh, without anything else happening. But set a timer so that you don't have to look at the clock. And then find a nice, comfortable place to sit. Find a chair with a back in it and just find yourself. And you can do this right now as we're talking. I, I encourage you to try it. Choose your your words, maybe it's gentleness and kindness, maybe it's Jesus have mercy, maybe it's wisdom and peace, whatever it is, choose those words now, words that remind you that God is present. You can close your eyes if you want to. As you get comfortable in the seat, relax your shoulders, rest your hands. These are places where we typically hold tension And then pay attention to your breathing.
0: Breathe in for four to six seconds. And breathe out. And just focus on being still and being present right here in this moment. In. And out. And as you breathe, remember your prayer word, in. And out, breathe in and out, keep breathing just like that and as you breathe, let your mind and your heart rest on the gift that is breath.
4: God breathed his life, his breath into you, and now you're alive. Your life is a gift. Sometimes it
0: feels like a burden. But you don't have to do anything but just rest right now. In and out.
4: And as you breathe... You continue to do that for four or five, six minutes, whatever you can. But what, um, what you find in that practice and, and, and is that uh, that practice will, when you do it often enough, will spill over into other parts of your life. So um, in, in my own life uh, yesterday, as if there wasn't enough stress in this moment, yesterday uh, we found out that there's a problem with our house that's going to be expensive to fix um as a real gift you know during a pandemic and i found myself wanting to react and i was frustrated and i was afraid actually the core fear that I, uh, the core motion i was feeling was fear and so i started to pray lord jesus be enough because what I needed then, what I, was, what I was feeling was fear that was rooted in scarcity, because I'm afraid there's not going to be enough, right? And, and what I needed to remember was that consistently throughout my 40 years of living, God has always been enough. And so rather than praying, Jesus, please send me some magic envelope of money to take care of this thing, which is a very specific prayer and would be welcome, Jesus. Uh, the reality is we have enough. There's already enough in our savings to take care of this. And God has provided that. And God will continue to provide in the future. And there will be enough food and there'll be enough toilet paper and there'll be enough schooling and there'll be enough of all the other things that I need. But right then, in that moment, my fear was telling me, no, everything's scares. There's not enough of anything. And you can see as I talk, I talk faster because my mind starts to spin and my body becomes all tense. And so one of the things that breath prayer does is it allows us to connect our mind with our body. And when you pray, it connects your mind and your body with your spirit and with your heart, which is where your emotions are. It connects your mind and your soul and your body and your heart and your emotions all together through one practice. And the reason that this works is because, uh, do a little brain science here, the breath is really a remarkable thing. In your brain, it's, it's actually, you can control your breath through two different parts of your brain. Typically, when you're not thinking about it, it's controlled, uh, it's regulated through your stem. And it's just automatic. Thank God for that. You don't have to think about your breath. You just breathe. Imagine that if you had to continue to think about your breath, how much energy that would take. So God made us so that breath just happens. But you can also access it with your prefrontal cortex, which is the big part of your brain that makes you a human. It's the part of your brain that's able to do creative thinking, problem solving, um, to really think critically and observe realities around you and, and, and not just take reality for granted, but actually analyze it. So you can say to your, your brain can say to your body, breathe slower and your body will do it. Your body will listen to this part of your brain. So your mind, by, by accessing your, your prefrontal cortex, you can tell your body, hey, slow down. It's okay. God is with us. There is abundance. You're not alone. And, and you can actually uh, invite your body to join your prefrontal cortex and the rest of yourself and your soul in allowing God to be God. And, and you can just focus on being still and uh, resting in God's love for you. Um, so that's part of the reason why breath prayer works. It, it works because um, there's a spiritual reason but there's also a physiological reason. God actually wired our bodies um, so that we can respond to stress uh, in very practical ways. And one tool is, is to breathe. And to pray to and in time with our breath.
1: Tanner, this is so helpful. And um, one of the one of the reasons we kind of wanted to do this is we mentioned some of these practices previously on some of these conversations, and we had some people asking. Mm-hmm. And so you've just given such a great introduction. Also, just by inviting us to breathe, I feel more relaxed. Good. <laughs> and I'm thankful for that. <clears throat> And um, so I want to get I want to get Jason and Joe's response to this, and then also friends, we're watching the comments as well. So what are you thinking? Is what Tanner's sharing is pretty profound and um, really relevant? What's so interesting to me is you just were talking about you know connecting our 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 hearts and our mind to the body that God has given us. And it's so unique. I'm just curious, like, we live in a time where we're acutely aware of how embodied we are. That's what this coronavirus thing has done. We, we say, "Ah, I like, I wish we could be in the same room together. And yet, that's one of the things we seem to have lost in our culture. We've sort of disconnected the body from our faith, Hmm. especially our sort of our Christian Western culture. And, um, and so I'm curious how all this works together, because I, I, sure hope it didn't make it on the live stream, I guess it is about to, but right before we got started, I was telling these guys about earlier, kind of in between zoom calls, I went upstairs and yelled at one of my kids for <laughs> acting out, and sent him to his room and then went into another meeting with that same thing. And it's like, oh, I just should have breathed. So I don't know, just what are your, what are your thoughts about, about kind of the, the juxtaposition of how how overly aware we are of how embodied we are right now. And then at the same time, how much we've lost that because we, we lose our sense of that um, and going buy 9 million rolls of toilet paper. And if we would just breathe, it would be okay. So I just would love to hear you comment on that. And then Jason and Joe to weigh
4: in and for our comments to weigh in as well. Yeah, so a little bit of what I alluded to, that's, that's good. I mean, um, my, my son right before this said uh, he announced to the, to the whole family uh, by yelling, I'm going to slam my door now. And then he proceeded to slam this door. So at least he's practicing some awareness uh, around his reactivity. He's five, so I'm gonna give him a pass on that. But most of us aren't aware of our reactivity. Um, <clears throat> we go through life not even announcing that we're about to be reactive. We just react and it gets all over each other. And that I alluded to that earlier, that this part of your, your brainstem, there's a little part called the amygdala. And the amygdala is the fight, flight and freeze response which is, a, again, a gift, because if, uh, if, a, if a child runs out into the street, you don't want to have to think, you don't want to take time to think about what you should do. You should, you should react to the danger immediately. The problem is that that amygdala has been trained to fire uh, too much. So we watch the news and we get all upset and angry about something. And our amygdala fires the same way when we listen to the news or when we uh, see the name of a person on our, on our phone who makes us anxious and frustrated. Our amygdala fires the same way because that part of our brain isn't able to discern whether this is a, a, a life and death situation or I'm just a little uncomfortable. So if we stay in the amygdala, we aren't creative we can't problem solve, and we only have a few tools. And those tools are, we can put up our dukes and fight, we can disengage and run away, or we can freeze and, and just sort of become passive. And those aren't healthy responses. They aren't healthy for us, and they, aren't, they also aren't healthy for the other people that we're with. By, by uh, giving ourselves a few seconds, by breathing deeply, what we do is we give our bodies and our minds we actually give our prefrontal cortex a little bit of time, a little bit of buffer to catch up to the stimulus. So the stimulus happens, we breathe, and then that gives our prefrontal cortex time to catch up and analyze the situation and actually start to be creative. Um, So we don't just yell at our children. We actually say, oh, buddy, that's right. It's 2.30 and we didn't feed you lunch yet. Are you hungry? Right? Like we, we might start to think, oh, maybe there's something else going on here. Maybe this kid needs a hug rather than a you know than being sent to his room. Um, or maybe he needs to be sent to his room, but in a different way, but uh, but we give ourselves space to catch up. So there's certainly a, a, a benefit to um, to breathing and giving our bodies time to catch up with the stimulus that we're experiencing. And breath prayer is one way to do that. Also, not, not the least of which is to just invite God into the situation. Usually, when I'm uh, anxious, I think God is probably somewhere else, and that's part of the problem. But when I remember that God is actually fully with me, still here and now, okay, that maybe that changes the the scenario a little bit.
1: That's really helpful, guys. How else do you respond to to all this, Jason? What do you?
2: Yeah, I think um, Ben, this plays really well when we talk about wholeness. Right, we talked about wholeness uh, on, on Sunday, uh, faith, and doing. And for us to be completely whole, we need to be, uh, Tanner, what you said, connected both mind, body, soul, heart, uh, all those things. And this is a way to help us be whole uh, and be all that God wants us to be, right? If we're just stuck in our, in our heads, it's not connected to what's going on in our body, or vice versa. We can't be what God wants us to be or do and um so this really plays
0: um exactly into what we were talking about on sunday yeah you know i
3: guess my reflections on it too are um i was i was just texting texting jason uh that hey i just read this i just read this in a book uh that i was was reading you know it was talking about I was talking about how the brain's structured and those of you who know me I like to dive into those things and and so yeah totally affirm it's like the same exact thing what is that what is kind of that fight or flight response um and it's the beautiful part about it is is that's what makes us you know the the thinking kind of rational part of of our brains that's the beautiful part of what God has done to make us human right to make us in his image and so um, the fact that we can control our breath in two different two different avenues is just such an amazing testament to the goodness of God uh, that he that he gives us he gives us the uh, freedom to do that, right? Not just not just to breathe because we need to breathe, but also, you know what? There's the freedom to breathe and to control that and to create even in our breath. So I just love that. That's just fantastic. That's
4: good stuff. I think uh, another interesting thing uh, that I'm learning is about the brain science stuff is that um, when you do deep breathing, your body does let it does actually release some of those feel good chemicals that cal- that naturally calm you down. So um, that some of the same sort of feeling that we're reaching for when we reach for a substance, whether that substance is food or it's alcohol or it's Netflix uh, and a romantic comedy or which I know is um, Joe's favorite romantic comedies. Um, but whatever we reach for, it, it makes us feel good. What, and some of those same chemicals get released when we practice mindful breathing. Um, and, and I just think it's so cool how God wired us. There's actually an immediate reward for doing this. Do you guys, yeah. um, do, you guys oh, ahead, use, do you guys use, Would um, you guys use, like what are what are your prayer practices that build off of this? I mean, I know that i you know spend enough time with with you guys. I know that you guys pray and you have practices so how- how does breath work in your prayer practices uh or do you not want to brag about yourselves on here
1: <laughs> no i mean we we've tried to <clears throat> these times we've tried to use to talk about some of this stuff and invite people in as well, and that's why that's why we love having you on for folks just to be able to, to ask questions and comment. And, um, you know, for me, I breath, breath, prayer is, is really helpful. Um, you talked a little bit about centering prayer. We talked about this on Sunday, um, as, as pastor Jason was talking about wholeness, you know, we're working through the book of James right now, and mm-hmm. there is something about, um, just being an undivided person. And I, I found for myself, you know, with a drive to sort of accomplish. I mean, Tanner, you're our friend, so you know these things about us already. But um, you know, to stop, sit in a chair for tw- set that 20 minute timer, and do quote unquote nothing, which is actually doing everything, um, is a reminder of my true identity in 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 God. And um, mm-hmm. so often, you know, my wife Anne has <clears> to remind <throat> me, just like calm down, go sit in a chair um especially now okay so here's the interesting thing i that's me answering your question but what what you're prompting in me is there's a problem for workaholics during quarantine um there's no more boundary there's no more commute there's no more you know like i have typically a 10 minute drive um from the church building to my house there's no leaving it at the door and everything is instantly accessible for busyness and so i find that these practices you're talking about are a reorientation towards the truth which is i'm not just the things i do um but i was created with this you know divine breath um Mm. of god to to you know enjoy him isn't that the presbyterians thing this you know what is the chief end of man but to glorify god enjoy him forever men and women um and it's like okay Mm -hmm. that's the that's the vocation of this moment And actually being at home allows for more, not less, if we would just learn that. So, yeah, that's
4: good. Especially for those of us who, whose job it is like, like you, Ben, to create things that other people, um, engage with. And then we get feedback on the same way as, as a teacher, I get to do things and then I get feedback. And right now the feedback is, um, a feedback loop has been kind of severed in some ways. I can get likes and stuff on social media, but I don't have as much feedback. And that's telling me something about myself that that sense of emptiness that I have is really about identity that's rooted too much in getting feedback from people. And when I can return to my breath and return to my body, um, I still need to be connected with others, but it is a good reminder that I, I, at my like my substance at its very core is not what other people think of me it's the gift that God gives me in in breathing and just by being alive and being fully present in this moment
3: Tanner I love that you know we got a couple of comments (laughs) here you know Carrie says just love being able to because if you know if you know Carrie Burgess on our staff children's ministry director she says she's always going 100 miles an hour totally true Carrie we love that about you but yes being able to center is good for you too. So, um, and then Christy, she had a great, she had a great comment here. Um, some people are who are struggling with this lockdown, this quarantine, aren't used to being quiet still or alone with their thoughts. And so meditating on God's word and having the ability to be still can bring our relationship with God into better focus. Mm-hmm. Love that. What What are your reflections on when you hear something like that, Tanner? Are you, when you engage yeah. with people kind of in your sphere of influence, are you seeing that there's people that have a little bit of anxiousness with, with this quarantine in, in that regard, in a <laughs> spiritual aspect?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think that is so good. Uh, you know, the, the kind of um, American evangelical Christianity that, that we're all a part of and, have many, and many of us have inherited is an active it's in some ways an active Christianity and in some ways an inactive Christianity. And it's, we're often active in this way that we, we think that we have to be doing something, serving God in order to be loved by God. So, so when we pray, I remember several, many years ago, I, prayed to, I, I preached a sermon on prayer and I said, sometimes we don't know what to pray and the spirit will pray for us, it says. It's enough to just be still. And somebody came up to me and said, what do you mean sometimes you don't know how to what to pray? There's always something to pray for. And it was like, I thought in that moment, oh, that's, the, that's it, right? We think we have to say something to prove, to sort of justify our existence. When the very fact of your existence is justification enough. You exist. That's it, right? Like God loves you. Therefore, you exist. Just rest there for a while. There's enough of a meal. So... We've inherited this faith where we feel like we have to say something or do something. And really what the invitation through 2,000 years of Christian uh, spiritual practice is a lot of the time what you need to do is stop doing something and just let God love you and find yourself, you know, as, as uh, Paul writes, your life is hidden with Christ in God. Figure out what it means to have a life hidden in Christ. And, and you can't think your way through that. You have to rest your way into that. Um, and on the other hand, we, we have inherited a faith that's and I, I, it's inactive in terms of our uh, ministry of mercy and justice for the poor and for the marginalized. And one of the things I think that makes us afraid of listening to the silence is that it does confront us with uh, the Holy Spirit will prompt us. And some of those people that we care for that we kind of want to push to the fringes and not even think about when we're silent long enough, at least my experience is God starts to say, you know, I hear the cries of the poor. Do you hear them too? And man, that makes me uncomfortable. And the more silent I am, the less busy I am, the more I think about the people who who really need to experience God's love in tangible ways and how I can share what I have with them. So I do, I definitely think that, that um, Christy is right on. It's hard to, um, it's hard to be still. Not least of which also is just the fact that I'm being confronted with my addictions right now. Um, Man, I just really want to go out and buy something guys, because I know it would feel so good to just buy something.
1: And that's hard. You know, you, um, it's interesting that Christy, I think it's Psalm 46 uh, talks about, you know, have the ability to be still before God. And I've heard you teach before Tanner that, we can actually accommodate that um, that verse into our own breath prayer, you know, to breathe in, mm-hmm. be still, to breathe out, and know to breathe in that I and breathe out am God. And yeah. there's something interesting about sort of the taking in and the professing out that goes with that as well. That's a great one. You reference Paul's um, amazing Colossian um, sort of thing, and I, an author that I read, I think we've talked about this before. Actually, we'll take that and he'll um, unify that phrase. To um, a word from the hymn, Rock of Ages. So you know to to breathe in to say you know I am hidden with Christ and God, and then to breathe out say let me hide myself in Thee. Oh man, um,
2: yeah.
1: which like you're so right. We need that right now. We the, I feel like one of the one of the strange juxtapositions, one of the strange dichotomies of quarantine is right now. God has laid in front of us. You talked about a meal. There's a there's a grand meal to be had buy more time at home, more time with people we love, less time being busy in the car, filling our lives with noise. And yet we're all, I'll just speak for myself. I'm just responding to that. I feel like it's taken me five weeks to get to the end of the workday and not just dive into Netflix, but to go, oh my goodness, there's some connection opportunity here. And I think Mm -hmm. we just want to invite some, some people uh, into that. So I don't know what you guys, think about about that, but I think this, there's something in this that is so rich and available for us as Christians.
2: I think uh, one of the beautiful things we talk about, um, Tanner, you were talking about, and Ben, you mentioned it, and Ann's even saying it on, uh, on, on the Facebook Live, is there's just something beautiful. I mean, you see a couple, right, that they know each other so well, they can just sit and be in uh, just relationship with the other, they don't even have to say anything. Um, that's what I love about centering prayer. Um, you know, we talked about on Sunday, and even talking about it kind of now, and even breath prayers, is to just sit in the presence of the Lord. Um, you don't have to do anything, and the Lord reminds us that we're His, um, and that's why I just—I mean, I love—I love the picture Annie gave us, and we're, that we're talking about, and. We need to be reminded we're not, we're not, our identity isn't in what we do, but our identity is in God. And so that's why I love centering prayer, because it reminds us that we're just his and that we can just be in his presence and we don't have to do anything to earn his favor. um, But it's just a gift from God to just be in his presence.
3: I guess my, my reflections building off of that, Jason, are, you know, I think about when Paul talks about praying continually, and there's this, if I'm remembering right, there's this idea of a, a cough or something that's just, that's bubbles up in you, something that brings up, um, it's a reaction. And sometimes I, I wonder if when we're doing this centering prayer, when we're engaging with our breath and, and, uh, and kind of receiving from the Lord, so many of us do this asking, but what does it look like to receive? Um, it reminds me of what Ann said, yeah, about, um, about long times of quiet. And then, you know, when you're on that long car ride and you bubble up and you have a conversation about a topic and then it, you know, it ripples down and then it goes up again. And there's these, this rippling and this bubbling. It just reminds me of that Paul, when Paul talks about praying continually and bringing it up again. um, so it's it's this back and forth that I think is just such a hard discipline to do, but is so useful, especially in this time with the time that we have right now.
4: That reminds me of the way that it can help us to be with each other, and just the way that the two of you and uh, is it Margaret, um, Anne Margaret had said, um, you know that's, that, that that's my
1: wife. That's just her middle name. Oh. That's Anne Campmyer. <laughs>
4: oh, I'm gonna call her Anne Margaret from now. That's great. You should. Um, but yeah, it it does. If once we practice one, once we leave space. So when I talk to people, oftentimes I, I notice that I'm just waiting for them to stop talking so that I can fill the space. And then I know that they aren't really listening to me. They're just waiting for me to stop so that they can fill the space. And if we can teach ourselves to give some, a pause in between, we might actually teach ourselves to listen more deeply to each other rather than just constructing our own responses and that definitely is the case in my own spiritual life i feel like a lot of it is just me talking to god trying to convince god that you know this thing is right or this thing is right or i need this thing but um what if my practice with god and my practice with other humans was just listening first and foremost um boy that that i i wonder what that would change. I mean, um, and I certainly know that my wife, my kids would feel more loved if I did that. If I gave them my full attention, rather than just waiting for my turn to impose myself on them, they might feel loved in a different way. Tanner, this is why we
1: love you, man. It's so good to hang with you and and learn from you. And I hope that those that are watching this right now and those who will watch it later are finding some really actionable things um, that they can actually do today, this week, and to put into practice. You said one thing, and I just don't want to gloss over it. You talked about um, how how when we stop to listen to the Lord, we may hear Him say things that you know don't sound so much like our own voice and the things that we've come to embrace. and, and he you mentioned specifically like God's heart of care for the poor and just a uh, observation I'd love to make uh, with with you and with these guys is one of the things we've noticed here at Corinth over these last couple of weeks is God has really elevated a desire to to be in the community in a fresh way and we, we were just talking about that before you jumped on and I do think you know one of the ways that he's using this time for good though there's so much that is heartbreaking about what's happening in the world right now is he's reorienting what matters through the silence and man, if only we would be a people who would, you know, yeah. listen and pray like that. I do want to give uh, you the last word before we send you on your merry way in Zoomdom uh, to whatever's coming next, which is just for the person who maybe jumped on late to watch or is watching later and just really wants that nutshell of of actual, like, how do I do it? What 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 will you say to the novice who wants to do some of these Prayer practices like starting today, like what is the number one or number one and two things that you would say? Okay, you want to try this later tonight when your kids go to bed? Here's what you got to do. We'd love to hear from you, Tanner.
4: Uh, yeah, two things. One, pick a phrase that reminds you of God's presence, that God is never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. Whatever that phrase is, hang, find it, hang on to it, and then practice actually breathe in that phrase and breathe out that phrase and just let yourself have time with God here's the good news you don't have to do it right God loves you enough to meet you wherever you are if you if you just tune your antenna god will be there with you it is it is the most beautiful thing that god meets us right where we are so don't worry about the form just find a word or phrase that reminds you of god's presence and then pray it in time with your breath and god will uh god will do the rest
1: tanner thank you my friend uh thank this is really helpful bro and this is great. I I really hope friends uh if you're watching this now or later and you're uh you're encouraged by it, say so and let us know. Like we said we shared one of Tanner's uh, documents as well, but bro, we're going to do some some wind up stuff, but uh thanks for just jumping in with us and being our special guest today, man. It's
4: great. Oh, this is great for me. Thank you. This has been really fun. God bless you guys. Good to see you.
1: Bless you, Tanner. Thanks, man. Thank you, brother. Take care. Awesome. See you, man. Um, man, that was really fruitful and encouraging stuff that we, the three of us have heard a lot and talk about a lot. And yet I just, I never regret that return to, to that basic thing. And it's such a good reminder right now. So hope y'all who are watching are encouraged by that. I don't know if you guys had anything else uh, you wanted to add as we thought about just kind of putting into practice or invitations you want to make to our people, or did that is that about say it?
3: I just think, you know, if you want to go into it a little bit more, you know, Jason, Jason hit on some of the stuff too. And when he, when he did, when we were in our slow down series. So if you go to kind of the, the sermon feed on the website, maybe go back in your podcasting app, whatever it is. Um, Pastor Jason did a great job on kind of slowing down. Um, Jason, give us like a one minute, give us like a one minute uh, recap of of the whole 25 minute sermon.
2: Uh, 25 minutes is gracious. I think it was like 35 minutes, Um, but uh, it only
3: felt like 25.
2: Oh, that's so gracious of you, Joe. Um, I know that's not true, but I think the, one of the beautiful things um, that I kind of talked about, it's not my stuff. It's just talking about centering prayer. And so pick, pick something, center yourself in the Lord. And why you pick like a phrase or something to think about is because you let all your other thoughts drift by and you just refocus on god and so that's what the centering prayer piece is go back to the sermon listen to that that kind of at the end portion um and i think that's the super helpful part um that you'll get from the centering prayer the other thing i really loved about tanner is you can't do it wrong because you're sitting in god's presence and so just remember remember that when we we try to uh, i don't know if maybe it's just our western culture american brokenness we try to get everything perfect Um, we don't have to get this perfect, and we just get to sit in the Lord's presence, so there's no way, really wrong way to do it, but just sit in the Lord's presence.
1: I think that's really good. I think um, we all have an opportunity, and I know a lot of us are counting down the days to return to some semblance of normal, but, you know, Ephesians 3 says, make the most of every opportunity, and this is it, and so yeah, if you're watching this, we just, I don't know, we wanted to just make this practical and obviously it's a communication tool and we like to share things that are coming up, but at the same time, hopefully you feel equipped this afternoon and maybe somebody you know needs to to hear this as well. So you can you can share it here. We'll put it on the, the podcast channel later as well. I think we hit all the business up front guys. So um, y'all know what's coming up this week. Again, just can't say it enough. Um, Join us 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Thursday. Email Amy Ansing for for conversation there. Tomorrow we're gonna um, have our normal uh, worship and prayer stream at noon. So just a reminder of that, and uh, we're, we really we really look forward to that. The ability to sing together and then also to pray together. If you have prayer requests, we'll take them there. Um, can I just close us in prayer, guys? You got anything that we need to hear? We're good. Okay. Let me pray, Father. I thank you that. Um, that you hear us when we pray and um, Lord that you've given us the ability to come before you and uh, as you as you taught us Jesus to ask and seek and knock at the door and uh, and Lord you you're faithful to invite us in at the same time Lord I I pray just that you would inspire us with this conversation that we had with uh, Pastor Tanner this afternoon and that we would be a people who, um, who want to listen and hear from you as well. And one of the things we continue to, to pray and ask over our congregation uh, here called Corinth, Lord, is that you would make us a, a listening people who, who want to hear from you, who want your direction on, on how we can be faithful in this season where the world is, is looking for hope and that we would be a light shining in the darkness because of the light that you've given to us. And so, Lord, I just would pray for, fruit from listening and fruit from breathing in your people uh, here at Corinth and in the church everywhere as we just want to hear from you in response. So God, thanks for this time that we get to have together. Lord, I uh, pray you bless everybody watching this video, whether it's live or whether they're watching um, even just later that, that they would feel uh, that the, your presence is with them uh, in this crazy season. So Lord, we love you and uh, thank you for things like Zoom and Facebook Live and the ability to stay connected. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, peeps, we'll see you uh, um, next Well, tomorrow at noon. So, and then, uh, and then obviously we'll do this again on Sunday. So, see you later.